1: Before we continue where we left off, let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Hannah, will you begin?
4: Hello, I'm Hannah playing Winnie, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan?
0: I'm Brennan. I'm playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Furia.
4: And
3: Rob? I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night.
1: And I am Amelia Som, your GM and we're all gathered in Magnus's study to appreciate Craig's cool new hat.
3: <laughs> well, this has been an exciting day. Uh, who would like some tea?
4: I'd love some tea.
2: I could really use some tea about now. Oh, okay. can you make it
4: sweet? Uh, of the yeah. sweet variety?
3: Why don't we uh, relocate into one of the sitting rooms and sit on some couches and maybe just talk about uh, what just happened? Does that sound good? Have some tea? Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm a fan of chamomile myself.
1: Uh, So uh, you all sort of file out of the study, go down the hall to the left down like a half set of stairs and find yourself in a beautifully opulent lush sitting room with plush couches um soft large pillows on the floor little end tables and uh benedict uh bring some tea soon after
3: magnus is gonna say crisscross applesauce and one of the throw pillows on the floor
0: (laughs) um i'm guessing there's only one chair that's big enough for arco so I'm gonna, t- <laughs> I'm gonna take that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's like there's two really big plush chairs and there's kind of a long couch and then there's like an ottoman sort of on one side of the room and then on the other side of the room and then pretty plush chairs. Uh Huron also sits on the floor crisscross uh somewhat close to Magnus and uh Craig is going to sit in the other. Craig is going to sit on the couch. Julian's kind of sitting across one of the plush chairs, like, with his feet up. Everyone's sipping tea.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is relaxing. Um, Just wondering, would Arcos get, like, a a teacup scale to his size, or is he holding,
1: like, like a... <laughs> like you a have different... been... Well, this is an interesting question <laughs> you've posed here. Because you've been here enough that surely Magnus has Arcos... Arcos sized glasses and cups and like general utensils. Rob, does Magnus give those to Arcos in this moment <laughs> or does Magnus say. make Arcos have a tiny little teacup? <laughs> I think
4: I think Magnus would keep this. Keep the small teacup.
3: <laughs> so, it's one of those things where like I think the the dynamic here is Magnus only gives him the Arco-sized things when he asks for it. Otherwise, (laughs) it's always the small teacups. And so it's just kind of like, oh, why didn't you ask for the bigger ones? Of course, we've got bigger ones. It's easy.
2: (laughs) I just think you find it funny.
4: I don't know
3: why you would. (laughs) Just look at it in your hand. It's so...
2: When he takes a sip
4: of her sweet tea.
3: (laughs) (sighs) Oh, what are we talking about?
2: Craig's new condition. Mm. Craig. That's
3: right. That's right. Okay, Craig. Um tell yeah. me. Do you feel um do you know anything about the god
1: Enemorus? Uh, yeah, yes. Hmm.
3: Wonderful. Would you share with the class?
1: Um yeah, they're the god of time and well they're one of the time related gods they're the god of the past and of like memories indeed
3: so do you feel any sort of um new affinity for uh time magic or do you have any memories that you don't remember before anything like that
1: uh
3: no well that's probably good for the meantime well um <clears throat> what exactly is it that you're uh, wanting to do now that you have this crown
1: um, I, I don't really, I, I don't, I don't really know, kind of, it seems like it's sort of stuck on my head, so probably just kind of change my, I, I don't know.
3: So the impression I'm getting is that you're comfortable just staying around here or with us and waiting to see what happens?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, maybe it'll, like, take over my brain and then I'll murder all of you or something. You
3: know, Magnus is now thinking back to not 24 hours ago where he heard a conversation between his apprentices talking about, like, okay, but if this thing turns me evil, you have to kill me. And he's like, (laughs) why is this always an applicable solution? Okay, (laughs) Craig. Mm Mm-hmm. This is my fault. I shouldn't have been so flippant
1: about- Yeah, no, this is 100% your fault.
3: <laughs> I second that. Guess. was never
1: in question.
4: When he raises her glass to that.
3: <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> word, we didn't have to agree so hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: didn't didn't force you to put it on or anything. Okay, uh, first things first. Um, nobody, please touch any more magical objects that we don't know what they do. Uh, and I will be more clear when things are dangerous when they're not, because uh, frankly, I'm used to not really having guests that don't uh, that aren't on the up and up about this. So that's my fault. Uh, we'll avoid that in the future. But second of all, um, now that you have the crown. Um, it was sort of my property or my keeping, so I do feel some responsibility to not let you, um, sort of, uh, be corrupted by it and, uh, go on a murder spree, like you said. So, do you trust me to sort of help you work through this a little bit as the need arises, and, uh, sort of keep an eye on you?
1: What do you mean by, like, help?
3: Well, I don't know if you've noticed, Craig, but I'm a very powerful wizard- so No. I know. People are always shocked. and That hurts a little bit, but it's always funny. Uh, because when they don't expect much of you, it's always better when you can prove them wrong. Anyway, what I mean is, is that you have a very powerful magical artifact attached to you. And there could be a lot of unintended side effects. And I, frankly, and the people that are with us in this room are the only ones really capable enough to help you with magic if something were to go disastrously wrong. So I'm not going to poke around in your brain or try to take the crown off of your head or do anything nefarious. Just, if something goes wrong, do you trust me to help you?
1: I mean, yeah, sure.
3: Yeah, that's good enough for me. Great, so that's that.
1: Cool, well, this has been fun. Uh, I'm just gonna and kind of puts the the tea and the saucer down and just kind of stands up and kind of just I'm just gonna and just kind of walks out.
2: <laughs> Bit I think of, awkward lot isn't he? You did an excellent job, Magnus. As
1: I mean, you well did put him on the
4: spot help. a little bit.
3: I don't really see what the big deal is, honestly. If he doesn't feel immediately evil, it's just sort of a, any other magical object, I suppose.
1: Do you I think, mean, what if, uh, Julie says, what if he was feeling evil and just didn't say anything because he was so evil?
4: I mean, he was kind of evil from the start, so, like, would that be that much of a difference?
1: I don't know. That's an Excellent point. It's like evil crown evil seems worse than like regular evil.
3: Uh, can I do like uh, just a like a an insight check into a like, vibe
1: check? Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just a vibe check. What would that? What would that be?
4: Non D and D branded insight check.
3: Knowledge. Um, notice, I guess.
4: Um, maybe. Hold on. Or smarts. Maybe
1: know if it would be smart i honestly think it might be like well are you trying to like analyze his behavior and figure it out
3: i'm just sort of like he's a tough nut to crack like he's not showing any emotion either way he doesn't he's not seemed shocked about anything that's happened to him but he like clearly it seems like to magnus that that's a defense mechanism to the fact that he's just like gone from one bad thing to another i suppose so i'm trying to guess i I guess i'm trying to clock is he like is he like i wanted to see what his intentions are like is he actually like comfortable here and like wanting to just like live somewhat peacefully or is he like plotting something
1: okay yeah um i'll I'll, i would think that would be smart to notice okay um, your target number is going to be eight.
3: That's uh, a 10.
1: Yeah. Um, so as they leave, Magnus kind of trying to piece together everything that's happened. It's been pretty eventful. I think it would be incorrect for... For you to assume, like, if Craig just wanted to not deal with any of this and just kind of have a regular normal life, um, he probably wouldn't have wanted to come with you guys here. I don't know if you would under, like, from observation, it's not like you can just look at someone and be like, oh, they're hatching an evil plot. Uh, But... I think it would be correct to assume that there is some ulterior motive here, and I think it would also be correct to assume that regardless of what did or didn't happen uh, when Craig put on that crown, it is unlikely that it didn't affect him as much as he's pretending.
2: Hmm.
3: So in other words... It's it's not obviously, he doesn't have an obviously evil intention, but it might, even if he did, it wouldn't be obvious anyway. But also, like, it's fair to assume he has a motive for being here. And also that Magnus clocks that he's f- for sure hiding some Something. true emotions about how he feels about this crown. Like, he isn't just, like, completely, like, I'm blue, daba dee daba die about it. He's just, like.
4: <laughs> yeah. He's probably lying a little bit. Okay. He's probably lying a little bit, at least. Just a little bit. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, I think Magnus like says to the room, like sort of in response to this conversation, like, "Look, uh, we don't know Craig that well, and it seems pretty likely that he decided to join us for some reason that he hasn't shared yet." And it is unfortunate that there is now the added complexity of the crown. I don't think we need to be immediately alarmed, but like with every sort of magically powerful creature object in person that walks through these walls, I expect that everybody will behave and not resort to any sort of violence or plotting or anything like that. I won't tolerate violence in my home. I won't tolerate disrespect to my guests either. So, until proven otherwise, we go about our business and just keep an eye on one another. How's that?
4: I raise my drink again. <laughs> Get out
3: thumbs very...
1: up from Julian. Uh, raise a very
0: empty teacup.
3: <laughs> okay, well, that's about even for the day in terms of speeches. <clears throat> <laughs> um... So, last time we had... Pinned a couple of possible leads for stuff to work on. One of them was the Fae. The other one was um, Arcos's business with the uh, monastery. Um, do we want to talk about that at all?
4: I believe I had an appointment to go pour shit on plants.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, uh, mine. I don't have an appointment yet. So I, I would... I'll, I'll backburner this one. I also really want to fuck with some fae. I would. <laughs> my curiosity is... is Those
4: burning. fae are my in-laws. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is. So I, I maybe really,
4: chill about fucking with the fae.
0: <laughs> I want to meet the fae, if possible. Barring yeah. any other incidents with Magnus's collection of whatnots.
1: Yeah, so um, as this sort of conversation wraps up um you guys kind of go throughout about the tower for the day kind of doing your general sort of cool down downtime activities um at some point um curie would invite you all to the greenhouse to talk about what i would say probably like three or four days pass in this tower Um, With you guys going about your things and Kiri spent all of their time uh, trying to figure out things about these rock homunculus creatures now that they're in an environment where they can actually like be studied um, and have full access to all of Magnus's resources and materials. Is there anything you guys wanted to do over the past few days?
3: I do have something that I want to do before we leave uh, Tower Fatum. At some point, I want to have uh, a one-on-one with Julian. Um, Just an interaction with him. I want to invite him to throw fireballs at the target range uh, at some point, but we can do that whenever.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you can do that now if that's something that uh, Magnus would have done probably, like, the next day or something.
3: Yeah. I think I'm going to send... yeah, like, a letter to Julian at some point during the, the day after we have, like, the tea room conversation. Mm-hmm. Um And it's gonna say, um... Dear Julian, I've been meaning to catch up with you since our adventure. Please meet me at your earliest convenience at the Target range and bring a little bit of the good stuff.
1: Magnus. Okay. Yeah, um... You send that, and then um, about 45 minutes later, Julian heads up to the target range with the good stuff.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: Is the good stuff just fireball? Like, is it cinnamon whiskey? (laughs) Um, Fireball for fireballs.
3: No, I think it's... um, I th- I think it would be whatever brand they shared, like, the first day that Julian came to the tower seeking an apprenticeship for Magnus, um, which is when they, like, first sort of threw fireballs out of target range. Um, I think it would be um, a made-up brand that I totally had pre-thought of. Um, yeah. Let's say... Um,
1: it's Gracious Seder Whiskey.
3: Yeah, exactly. How did you know, Gracious Seder Whiskey? That's well, perfect. it's
1: because it's the good stuff, obviously. Yeah,
3: <laughs> um, yeah. Gracious <laughs> Seder Whiskey. Um, yeah, with like a smiling, sort of like rosy-faced drunk Seder on the front, holding yeah. a big wooden jug. Um,
1: <laughs> there's like, a, and, and there's like also Gracious Seder wine, Gracious Seder port, like it's ales, and it's yeah. like a whole thing.
3: <laughs> um. Yeah, so Julian finds Magnus, um, like, using some magic to just, like, set up, uh, like, the wooden targets in the distance um, and uh, using some, like, basic magic to, like, touch up the grounds a little bit, um, like, reset the targets. Yeah. Um,
1: I assume a lot of it probably you have automated to reset itself.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think at some point, like, you know, the targets get too damaged. He has to repair them and sort of, like, recast some of the magic. Um, takes a little bit of maintenance. The tower isn't fully self-sustaining, unfortunately. It's sort of like Magnus's like uh like dad homeowner dream. It's like, ah, oh, at one point this tower will completely take <laughs> yes. care of itself. Like so you always wanna
1: install the like <laughs> solar panel thing. <laughs> yeah, totally off the grid.
3: Yeah. Um and he says, Ah, Julian, ah, I'm glad that you could make it.
1: Yeah, well, you know, my schedule's, like, really busy, so (laughs) I uh, had to pencil you in.
3: I appreciate you making the time. Mm -hmm. You, uh, you have been dealing with a bit more responsibility lately. You've, uh, you've been impressive.
1: Thank you. Just trying to keep up.
3: I always do, lad. Um... Magnus uh, is going to, like, sit down, like, at at one of the, uh, like, I imagine there's, like, a bench sort of, like, nearby where you can sort Mm -hmm. of, like, wait your turn. Um, And uh, he's going to pull out two glasses.
1: uh, Yeah, Julian joins uh, right next to you.
3: I thought it would be a sort of a nice refresher to just get back to some good old-fashioned fun and magic, you know, throw a couple fireballs around.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, uh Julian opens the, the whiskey and starts pouring into the two glasses. Yeah, I think that would be nice. Uh,
3: do you feel like you've, uh, you've been learning a lot since you started adventuring with me?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they don't teach you this shit in school.
3: <laughs> uh, sometimes life's the best school there is. Though, it does save a lot of time when you write stuff down. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm glad that you found it. Uh, found it useful. I've been worrying a lot recently that maybe I've been a. Uh, been a bit of a bad teacher to to you lot. Why? Uh, well, you know, just with the thing that happened the other day, I just. I've never really been that good at being responsible, or accountable, and, I don't know, I just want you lot to, uh, not be like me all the time, I suppose. You're not, all of you are very different and amazing, uh, the Arcanades, you, I just don't want to, I don't know, be a bad example, all the time, it's just hard.
1: I mean, if anything, you could just teach us what not to do. I think we'll turn out okay.
3: <laughs> That's right. Uh, slams the drink, casts a fireball over his
1: shoulder at a target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Julian fires one off right after you. <laughs>
3: ah, I never gets old. <laughs> So what do you think that you want to do once you become a full-fledged
1: wizard, huh? God, I don't even know anymore. No offense, but I don't think I want kind of gestures at the tower. You know, all of us.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a lot, but, everybody needs their own thing, you know? Uh,
1: I think I'd like to... I think I just want to travel the world.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of world that needs mapping outside of Koira. It's been, uh, as far as we know, many years since anybody's really had communications with the other continents.
1: I don't think that's true.
3: Well, I mean, sort of in a global sense. There's word that passes through people that travel, but... Like in the way that Koya is uh, sort of in a lawless age, it's a bit hard to have consistent uh, big picture communication. Unless, do you know something about the other continents that you're not sharing? Have you heard secrets?
1: (laughs) No.
3: But maybe you wouldn't share them. I'm on to you, Julian. I'm on to yeah. you.
1: Nope, oh, just, uh, you caught me. I've, uh, I've been secretly communicating with a net vast network of spies uh, throughout the world.
3: Magnus, fa- Magnus looks at him directly into his eyes. Very stoically. No movement in his face
1: of your spy network. Thank you. It was very hard to establish.
3: But now, when I'm assassinated, I'll know...
1: I'm not going... If you get assassinated, don't pin that on me. That's... I can think of 12 people off the top of my head who want you dead for a wide range of reasons, and none of them have anything to do with my spy network.
3: But you're the master, puppet master. You're pulling the strings. I know, You're, you're
1: right. I came here to be your apprentice so I could kill you. I've cracked the case. It's all clear now.
3: Uh, fireball. Um... <laughs>
1: this one
4: as well.
3: Uh, So, you don't think that you'd stay around here, then? When you, uh, fly the nest, so to speak?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I see. Is that okay? Of course. I mean, you kind of need me, you know. (laughs) Okay. Okay, uh, what do you mean? I mean, just you know, since oh, you get lonely, you know. Yeah, I don't want to. I'll leave you by yourself I mean you know you have like Benedict and and stuff and Keeper but I don't want you to get weird er (laughs) I think it could be dangerous for everyone
3: yeah yeah I'm a bit of a menace when I get emotional or uh, I don't know yeah, no, I suppose you're right. You've been, um, you've been a steadying force since Mortalia. And he sort of, like, gestures with his hand, sort of in a, like, whatever gesture, and... Poof. It's weird. I... I'm never not thinking about it, but sometimes I... Sometimes I get distracted for a little bit, and... I sort of forget that she's gone. And then I feel bad once I realize that I had forgotten for a moment. And it... It's like picking out a scab. But... Hope is not lost. We don't know what happened. Which is fucking annoying. But it means that there is still hope. But, um... Listen, Julian. Um, I have my brother, Heron, now, I guess. And the Arcanades and my friends. Uh, you don't need to feel responsible for my sanity or, um, well-being. But it is touching. And you should live whatever life you want to leave. Um, I just want to make sure that the tower is taken care of. And there are a lot of people that could do that. In fact... I was thinking, um, at some point I'll need to retire, so to speak. I haven't told anybody this, but after the battle, it sort of felt like I pulled something. Something in my spirit, in the way that, sort of, if you tear a ligament in your leg, you might not be able to jump quite as high, even if it's healed. Like maybe I couldn't reach quite as deep with inside me. And I think it means I'm slowing down a bit. I've been sort of at the peak of magical ability for a while and I think over the next few years maybe things will start to slow down so I was thinking well hell I've got this giant fuck off magical tower I might as well Fill it with people that want to learn something about magic. And I'd like to sort of set that up into the future, even if I can't be teaching at it. Just some food for thought, I guess.
1: Yeah. Are you... You okay?
3: I think so. I mean, I don't feel, like, dramatically weaker or anything, but... When I turned her into, into a frog, for example, I did that and I was like, yeah, like this is pushing the boundaries of like what normal magic can do, but I can do it anyway because I can kind of cheat a little bit. But when I did that, I sort of felt that like, like recede. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like maybe I only had that in me like one more
1: time.
4: Hmm.
3: But sort of just for that specific spell, like I can still do all my other stuff fine. I think.
1: Is that why your all your fireballs have been shit? And then shoots another one off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how
3: dare you! <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, um. Yeah, I sort of see um you and the Archanaids as um. Well, torchbearers for the things that we've built here. We've sort of become happy with um, this magical society we've coddled together, so I'd like to see it uh, grow, I guess. Yeah, me too. Now, what to do about the Craig? What are your, what's your intuition?
1: Mm, Craig is a tough nut to crack,
3: ain't he? That
1: I think he's fine, though. I mean, I mean, maybe not fine from like the crown thing. I mean, in general, I think he's fine. Uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be. We'll just have to keep an eye on them.
3: Yeah. Herod mentioned that he was a. Uh, he brought good luck. I wonder what that means. Suppose I should ask him.
1: Yeah, no clue.
3: Anyway, okay. Let's set up the targets: five fireballs each. Whoever gets the most targets with the blast wins, all right?
1: Oh, you're on. Cool. Uh, you know, assuming you can still do magic by the end of this.
3: Uh, Magnus stands up and like he really exaggerates like creaky joints
1: like oh I don't know I'm
3: feeling more geriatric by the minute um, yeah I think they just play a fun little game in the courtyard yeah some little bonding
1: cool any any other things that need to happen in the next day before you uh, before you guys go talk to Kiri in a couple days nope oh. okay so um You guys just hang around the tower, get things ready, prepare, go over the notes um that you learned about the previous uh sorry. Uh you go over the notes you learned about the uh blight-soaked plants and furthering in that and the plans for expansion and grouse and drawing power from the earth and just trying to see if there's anything there, but you go get pretty familiar with it. Um, and you head to Kiri in the greenhouse. Um who is very excitedly waiting for you okay so I um, have been I mean I've been studying them this entire time as we've been traveling but I was able to run some more advanced experiments using some of your instruments to try and determine what sort of magic powers them how they're powered how they work and how they function Um, typically, we can do this and figure out everything we need to know about these little rock homunculus creatures.
3: Amazing. Well, take the, uh, take the stage.
1: Okay. I have no idea what's going on with them. Amazing. (laughs) Ah, so these glyphs, and kind of picks one up, and the creatures seem very friendly toward Kiri now. Um... And uh, they kind of show you some of these like markings and runes, which are um, almost entirely imperceptible to the naked eye. Um, Kiri has dyed different portions of it. So it's interesting because these are technically runes and they are, um, but they don't look like you kind of expect magic runes to look like You know, like a carving, like usually there's like a base shape of a circle square, like a triangle or something, and then there's like lines and they correlate to different types of power. The things that Kiri has noted as runes just look like cracks in the rock or some of the striations in the patterns of the material. They are nothing like what you have ever really seen before. Um, and in fact they just it would be like if you were looking at runes on someone's skin and you just sort of drew lines with the wrinkles
3: oh fascinating Um, uh magic sight (laughs) i want to see them with my magic eyes
1: you're you're looking with your magic eyes and previously when you looked at these and they just sort of glowed with magic they still do but you can see all of these individual creases glowing now that you're looking up very close, which is not unlike... I mean, typically when things do glow with your magic sight, there usually is something like like different aspects of it glows. Runes tend to glow brighter, but you're realizing it's hard to exactly determine the difference. It would be like if you... um. Kind of like if you're red green colorblind and you're looking at those dots where it's just slightly different shades of brown, um, except it's just that you haven't attuned to look at this before in this level. And this is, and even looking at it now, you know it's magic, and you see the runes traced out. Your magic sight—it's almost like you can't technically perceive. Like you, you can see it, but you. You wouldn't have looked at this and thought that these were runes. You would have just thought these are areas where it's glowing, if that makes any sense.
3: Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Like, I didn't have the right, like, microscope lens to see clearly, like, what these things were.
1: You didn't have a microscope lens. And also, you didn't know that this was something you should be looking out for. Right. Right.
3: Fascinating. They're sort of organic runes. Oh. Exactly. Where's Where's Ignea? Where well, I want to see the one that I had condoms on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Ignea, which is this, uh, yeah, sort of darker um, volcanic rock one. Um, yeah, you can see it and you can see, like, areas where now that you're staring closely and you've looked through it. Um, yeah, you can see these different areas of pooling of magic where it's more intense than others.
3: Can I, can I, I want to pick it up. I want to hold it.
1: Yeah. Have oh. you been spending time with Ignea at all over the past few days? Mm.
3: I think I've been, like, popping in a little bit to, like, check up on Kiri and her research. I'm not sure how much she would have, like, let me interrupt her, but. uh,
1: uh Yeah, they uh, probably, yeah, they probably w- would, like, let you be there as long as you didn't, like, interfere. Yeah, fair <laughs> um, enough. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Ignia lets you pick them up. Uh, but you can see they all love kiryu the most <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, well, they're still adorable. uh, what else did you find?
1: Um, okay, well, the thing about these sort of organic runes is these were still constructed, I believe, hmm. um so something or someone or some way these things were imbued with magic. I mean, there are non-magical rocks that look identical to this, where these sorts of striations and, like, kind of picks up a different rock that's in the greenhouse that have, you know, these similar similar types of rocks, similar types of striations and cracks um, that aren't magical. Uh, but So only sometimes they're runes and sometimes they're not. Uh, this is far more ancient and primordial than anything that i've studied or anything that i've seen in recorded history um so probably need to consult areas that have histories that stretch beyond the epochs
3: yes i i can't say for certain But it is entirely possible that these runes are both artificial in the sense that they did not appear naturally on their own, but also not inscribed by humans. Right. Indeed. Which would um, raise a lot of fun and interesting questions. Um, So, uh, Kiri, since you are the lead scientist on this project, I think it is only fair that you get to uh, pick the uh, species designation for this, uh, well, uh, previously unknown species.
4: I...
1: Oh, God. Uh, Think on it. It's
3: a big decision. You don't need to to shout out a name right now, but...
1: Yeah, I... I think... Whatever these things are, however the the Browl found them, I think there's... I don't think they're mine to name, if if that makes sense.
3: Mm. No, it doesn't. Please explain.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I... I mean... Whatever this thing is, it already existed. We didn't discover it. We just found someone else's discovery.
3: I suppose that's true for a lot of different things, though. It doesn't change the fact that we don't know what to call them, so we might as well, I don't know, make up a name until we figure out what ever their creator called them.
2: We did do as much with Craig.
3: I, fair point. <laughs> Craig at least agreed to his name. Listen, okay, uh,
1: out of character, Rob, do you have a thing you want to call these? Because I'm I was just planning on calling them homunculi.
3: Homunculi. I don't rock know. I was, just being, I was thinking that like Kiri come up with like a fun scientific name.
1: Mm.
0: Homunculus <sighs> rock is <Yeah. laughs>
3: homunculus curiae or something like that.
0: Oh
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh. Curious.
3: What's well, Latin for rock baby?
0: With well, the... we
1: already named them Terra
0: and... <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Terra and Ignea, and I yeah. have the third one written down. Hold
1: on. Uh, Carla.
4: Yes.
3: I was just being goofy. We can sidebar the naming conversation.
0: <laughs>
1: I... I'll think on it.
3: No worries. Um,
1: the The other thing is... Typically, the only places that have histories that extend in those directions pre this epoch um, are for beings that existed before this epoch.
3: Gods and titans and spirits. Oh, my.
1: Right. Um, And since the titans are... Whatever they are, um, and spirits tend to just sort of exist ephemerally and don't really follow any organization or structure. Um, if we're looking for records on magic, probably gods.
2: Is it possible these were handmade by a god or a vassal of a god?
1: It's any, Anything is possible.
2: Few days in this tower, and already we have infinite possibilities.
1: <laughs>
3: it's like any other day.
1: There are two places I can think of that might have records or information that might be useful. Okay. Um. Neither of which are particularly going to be easy for you to access. Um, Arcos, you may be able to get us or you all into the crypt of caves that exist beneath the Church of Furia in the Forlorn Forest.
2: I was thinking the same thing. Um, they're not... Too kind to strangers. Uh, everybody loves Winnie. Um.
3: They know me. You can vouch for me, right? Please, I've been dying to go to the crypts underneath the Temple of Furia, please. I've you had realize- my own independent curiosities about what lies in the crypt underneath the Temple of Theria in the Forlorn <sighs> Forest. And this is the perfect opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's I- exactly why they don't like you then. <laughs>
2: I have a specific letter banning you ever since you dressed up as one of our esteemed members.
3: I brought the relics back. Oh, my God. They're so
2: uptight about it. But I guess that's up- the
3: point. Uh,
2: uptight would be an excellent word for that church. Uh, but but yes. you're like
3: their guy, you know what I mean? Like, surely... We can figure out something. Or I can. Speaking of disguises, I've had a few that I've been wanting to try no, out. No, no,
2: no, no. Absolutely not. I, I will petition the Lord Abbot. I think serious. we can
4: swing two out of three. Good versus banned. You know? And leave me behind? Oh, no, come no, no. no. On. I'm not leave you behind. Just like, you know, two of us are good. One of us is eh, but we're going to keep an eye on him, you know?
2: I'm sure that. I'm sure everybody will be amenable. I just have to submit the proper paperwork and petitions. Stuff that I'm sure you enjoy if you'd like to help with that, Magnus. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you can borrow some more of my enchanted quiddles if you need help with the paperwork.
2: Most certainly. There is information in, about gods. Some of the old gods, even. Buried deep and cryptically in, well, the crypts.
1: Speaking of old gods, um, the other location that has some of the oldest texts that exist in Koira would be the Library of Anamoros in the House of Sar in Rel. Which you, Magnus, have actively been banned from. <laughs> it's in, it's <laughs> Library of Nemo in the House of what? Sar S A R. Sar is the divine realm. The House of Sar is where that is anchored to Koira. Okay, I mean, <sighs> for that one time you broke in there for something. You're you're banned <laughs> from that entire like building complex. <laughs> for desecrating a uh, religious site.
3: <laughs> oh my god, it's not my fault that the books that I needed access to had magical protections on them that were really vibrant, okay? But when you start a fire and a flood and an earthquake in the library at the same time, what are you gonna do? Explain that away as if it's not your fault. I was, it was a witch hunt, I was persecuted, and I still can't go there, so...
2: Oh god. god. has anybody ever told you that perhaps you started your own school because you were banned from all the ones that existed?
3: I was just too smart for them. Honestly, they
2: couldn't handle me.
4: Right, that's the issue.
2: My school's better
3: anyway. My library floats. (laughs) Fuck that library.
2: (laughs) As it stands, I have a little bit of leeway being a conquering hero and all that. (sighs) When it comes to the crypt. I'm not sure the library would listen to me.
3: Well, I guess this is why I have students with library cards. Is uh, is Julian too too well associated with me to go in my stead to someplace?
1: Julian may be able to. Okay. <laughs> but you would... <laughs>
3: I imagine there's, like, a several group bounties for, like, Archanaids plus Magnus that exist in the world for various reasons.
1: Oddly enough, Julian is not included in any bounties that you have ever seen about you all. I
3: am a good dad, (laughs) goddammit, and I tell him to hide when shit gets dangerous. He's a good boy. Um. Um. Yeah, I one of one uh, of my flaws on my character sheet is wanted by the authorities so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. not just Magnus the is like everybody multiple. hates magic <laughs> and they don't trust the, and, and the distress is destroying it which to be fair where Magnus comes from they do hate magic everywhere else Magnus goes they just hate him. <laughs>
4: going to team up with a wanted criminal again. <laughs> Why are we doing this?
3: Magnus causes a lot of trouble. Magnus also finds a lot of trouble in progress and makes it worse. Yeah. And a lot of Magnus has has done several things that have been like like balanced the scales towards good in big ways, but is also uh like a lot of times is upsetting, like people in power for that same yeah.
1: reason. Oh yeah,
3: so like very s-
4: chaotic. Good. So a Let's lot just... of
3: it is justified. <laughs> a lot of it is not necessarily his fault.
4: Let's just uh, hope all these people, all these people, forgive you once this is all said and done <laughs> for your services.
1: Um. Also, you may, uh, I don't know if depending on how that whole crown situation. Comes out, Craig came by, talked to me we, oh my God, that kid can talk for hours. It is crazy, but um, but um, depending on how that whole thing turns out uh if if they are like some kind of a chosen one for an Emeros, I don't know, um that might help you there,
3: yeah, um, we're totally on the same page about that, of course, um <clears throat> what um? exactly you and Craig have been uh, talking about what uh what have y'all been been chatting about
1: just life and things and i was told them in confidence
3: right right of course i would um <clears throat> i would never ask you to uh break, break a contract break wizard client privilege of course
2: um <laughs> I would what's going on here?
3: No, no, no. It's um <clears throat> I'm glad that uh Craig feels like he can confide in you and I of course trust you to alert me if you uh if anything truly concerning comes oh, up. Oh,
1: I I can't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're a better person than me. I'm sure you'll handle it fine. Um
1: <clears throat> Yeah, I just, you know, well, you know, contractual magics kind of my whole thing, so I've literally ensorcelled uh my mouth, so I can't.
3: Do I need to read you the 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 basics about making safe magical contracts again?
1: I know more about making magical contracts than you do at this point.
3: I know you do, but just um, just don't go be uh, selling your soul, please.
1: I at won't. least not for
3: a good price.
1: Listen. Someone's soul, that's the most powerful bargaining chip you have. You can't sell it. At worst, you should pawn it. Then you could <laughs> always get it back. Well, maybe not always. <laughs> depends on who you pawn your soul to. Uh,
3: it's amazing how all of my students make me
2: simultaneously so proud and so concerned. It's <sighs> just concerned with me, although I know you didn't ask. Continue.
4: Lack like teacher, like student, honestly. Ho ho ho
2: ho ho.
3: I feel like maybe Kiri and Magnus (laughs) both glare at Winnie.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. I'm laughing. Can I I give Winnie a high five? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you're welcome for figuring all this out for you all.
0: Kiri,
3: you've done an amazing job. Thank you very much uh, for the leads, for the information. You are wise. You make amazing contracts. Uh, uh, what What is Kiri's favorite treat? Mm. of the edible <laughs> variety.
1: Not Magnus treating his students like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact I'm
3: not about to like <laughs> hand her who a dog a treat. treat. Boy, I'm gonna send treat. her a gift basket, you turds.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that was all I was thinking too.
1: Probably like like a wine and charcuterie situation. Okay. Mm.
4: Good choice.
3: Amazing. I'm just gonna file that away for now. Um... <laughs> Well, I think then we have some travel plans to arrange. Will you be wanting to join us or stay here with the uh, Rock Rai?
1: I might link up back with you. I would like to stay here with these little guys for a while. And then um, I got a message from Routh, so I might circle back with them just to make sure we can all debrief and uh, give you an update on how everyone got back safely. But uh, I think you guys are hopefully more than capable of handling this on your own. Yes, we,
3: um... <clears throat> I'm starting to feel like maybe over the course of, like, the past, like, two days, we've all sort of, like, forgotten that, like, we're seriously powerful people. <laughs> with a yeah. lot of, like, dumb shit. Yeah, Kiri,
1: you, you were like, oh, you want to come with it? Kiri's like, I'm... You
3: you got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can more than take care of ourselves. It's been refreshing sort of being back home, though, and um, I don't know. It's sort of been nostalgic, reminded me of when all of you were rubbing around the castle again.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's nice. It's nice to not have to be killing people or have people killing us.
4: Agreed.
3: <sighs> One day... One day a conversation in this castle happened happen that isn't morbid and uh, circles back around to death. But that day is not today. We've got things to do. Uh, and things to find out. So, um... I guess, uh... So I can't
0: go to either of these places.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can... Well, okay.
0: I <laughs> think, I think Arcos, you know, it's... Mills, it's up to you on how well it succeeded, but I think I can try and use my giga clout to get them into the crypt
1: that is possible that is like definitely within the realm of possibility Um,
0: for a really high role
1: (laughs) yeah um and then mag and also if you're like hi the fate of the world blah 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 like right you 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 have some clout not only are you incredibly powerful like from a a, like a physical and magical sense but you you guys all carry a lot of weight Mm. um for the House of Sar, yeah, you are not explicitly allowed into that building, but you're not, like, banned from the entire city of Rell or anything.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yet. That would be problematic, maybe. Uh,
0: really damn funny, though.
1: Um, and it's also worth noting, Winnie, you would know um, that around Rell specifically, um... The village where you're from that gate would be one that would be definitely open if you wanted to go to the fey wild
4: yeah okay cool
1: despite them saying that they had like closed down a lot of them that one that's like your home Mm. uh home base
0: cool um we don't our characters don't know that when he has an appointment right
4: no i said i i mean she doesn't have an appointment they were just like come talk to us when you can And I said that to everyone.
0: So, okay. So,
3: when he's not in a rush or anything, there's nothing, yeah, they they
4: weren't like, we need you to come here now. They were like, come when your travels allow, you know, you know, that sort of thing.
1: Um, so, so, not time sensitive plot hug. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) three places to go, which one first?
3: I will say, um, like, Magnus, I think, might be able to do, like, it it might be within the realm of possibility for Magnus to sort of, like, be an eye in the sky for some of these places that he can't, like, directly go into, like, either working through Julian or, like, maybe sending along, like, his cat um, to, like, warg into, like, and go with you guys. He wouldn't be able to, like, do combat or anything, but at least he could, like, join if I can't get (laughs) giga-clouded into the the (laughs) crypt. Um,
0: <laughs> I think the does want, the crypt sounds really interesting <laughs> and that, yeah, those, um, the geographically
1: would... the crypt would be on the way to Rel.
0: Woo!
1: you're on the far uh, east side of the continent Forlorn is roughly in the kind of middle south and then Rel is in the northwest
2: awesome so crypt first Magnus I bet we can get you in
3: if you say so, uh, they're not gonna want to, like, talk to me, or see me. In fact, I'm pretty sure if anybody of the ecclesiarchy of that temple sees me, it's going to be like a fight on sight. Oh boy, they were mad. Um, <clears throat> who do you think we should take along with us? At some point, we'll, well, we wanted to bring Craig to the temple of or the library of Enemoros. We're probably not gonna come back to the tower in the meantime, are we, if, the crypt is sort of on the way to the library.
4: I think that well, would be counterproductive.
3: True. Okay, so we take Craig and Julian. Um, so are all the other Arcanades accounted for? Like did Ilya get get back where she was going safe? And um
1: Yeah, Ilya and Ralph um were making sure everyone was getting to where they needed to go, both through teleporting and also just guiding people. So they're still working on that but like they're both fine and accounted for they've reported back um jasper is somewhere around the tower he kind of just keeps to himself generally speaking um and has been going back and forth between the uh blight research and the like what is it the ground battery
4: yeah stuff so he's
1: It's pretty common whenever something like this happens for him to just sort of like zone out in his own thing. And so he's probably just gonna keep doing that. At some point, well, Ilya and Ralph will likely just come back to this tower as a base of operations once they finish settling everyone everywhere and getting reports on what's going on in throughout the continent. Okay.
3: So they're they're all doing work. I'm not gonna bother. Yeah. Them. All right. So it's gonna be <laughs> It's gonna be the three of us and the boys. So uh Yeah, I guess we'll all
2: make a trip. Um, Preferred method of travel, everybody?
4: Easiest. Whatever that may be.
3: I guess um, we haven't talked too much about, like, the infrastructure of this world, (laughs) I guess. Like, what are the roads like like what are the normal means of travel like do we have like carriage services are we I mean I guess I, I can teleport us places there's some risk inherent in that um, yeah
1: so in order to get to uh, forlorn um, you would definitely have to you always have to teleport out of the tower because uh, <laughs> it's kind of actively located like in the middle of nowhere yep. intentionally yeah um, <laughs> You uh, would probably teleport just outside of the forest would be the safest, um, and then y- there's a village outpost you probably go to pretty often, and it would make the most sense, I think, to traverse horseback. You could have like a carriage and things. Um, there's not like there there's roads and paths through the forest, but it's not always reliably kept up. So it is probably safer to just go like horseback rather than having a, uh, like a stagecoach that you might have to abandon at some point or that would get stuck because of like inclement weather.
3: Word. Okay. So we'll, okay. Yeah. We'll
0: just tell Or fantasy
1: creature that isn't horses. If you want something more <laughs> fantastical.
0: It's going to mm. be pretty huge. If I'm not going to be walking. Well,
3: <laughs> we can, I would take pepper. If you guys also had a way to fly. Can you guys fly? It's my my Griffin. I can't fly. Uh,
4: Well, my wife's Griffin. I don't think I can fly. But let me let me check my spells to see if I can. I can teleport kind of. You can also take uh,
1: Pepper with you and then have horses and then just have the ability to do some like flight occasionally. Well, because Pepper can also just walk.
3: Yeah. Hmm. I feel like she's going to draw a lot of attention though
1: she will, for sure. That is 100% <laughs> what would happen. And that's sort of
3: what Magnus is trying to avoid. So, okay, we'll leave the flying horse bird at home. Um, yeah, we'll just buy horses and, like, provisions once we teleport near near the town. Um, where is the... What town is it again?
4: Forlorn? Um,
0: it's in the
1: Forlorn. Yeah, well, Forlorn is the... Yeah, Forlorn is a town and also the name of the forest
0: home sweet home or next to home sweet home yeah (laughs) okay
3: um so I imagine like Magnus like in um I guess he would have like a teleportation like platform or circle somewhere in his tower um
1: oh yeah you probably just have like a room yeah dedicated to it
3: yeah I think like, like probably um like on one of the lower floors there is a large circular room with like runes carved and painted into the floor that like assist with this sort of magic to make it more precise than just doing it in the field the way that Ilya does it. Um and uh yeah. Um so we'll just all gather around in a
1: circle, um the five of us and, and hold
4: hands, of course. Yep. <laughs> Are
1: you uh, leaving your brother here in the tower?
3: Oh, Huron
1: <laughs> Um Hmm
3: no, I feel no. Uh, I'm going to um, uh, f- track down Hearn in the tower before we teleport out. I guess I need to
1: have a convo with him. Yeah.
3: Where would he's I find enough. him? Like, where has he been posted up and like relaxing and hanging? out? I imagine we've like seen each other and like had some small talk, like over yeah. some coffee and stuff.
1: Um, he's generally just kind of walking around, like just exploring. Not like with intent or anything, but also like half exploring because this is a weird time tower where space doesn't make sense. And then also like kind of just getting lost, you know, in general, but not too worried about it. Uh, So you probably will find uh, him, I guess, I guess like likely in the kitchen at this point.
3: Hey, Hurin. Brother, how's it going? Mm.
1: this is uh this is a lot to take in,
3: yeah, yeah you've um I've noticed you've been wandering around the tower a bunch um hope it's not been too overwhelming for you
1: oh it it has <laughs> but uh suppose this is just i've learned not I've learned to expect the unexpected in life.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but this tower is about as um, magically um, boisterous as you can get. And that's just my style. It's not for everyone, so...
1: uh, Oh, no, I can tell.
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh, What can I say? It's who I am. But um, look, uh, if you're interested in getting some fresh air and maybe um, visiting some places around Koira... With me and my friends and my apprentice and Craig, um, we have some errands we need to run. Uh, we're gathering some information. We have a couple of leads on maybe where we can learn more about the Rocky Monkey Lie that Kiri's been working on. And I thought it would be nice um, if you would like to join me and, uh, and us. Um, but uh, I, it would be nice for you to come along. Or if you wanted to stay here and... Um, just stay home. That's fine too.
1: No, no, I think I'd like to. I think I'd like to explore.
3: Great, awesome, wonderful. Um, we do have to teleport there. Uh, I know that's uncomfortable. Uh, but it's it'll fine. be very quick. Um, great. Uh, also, brother, it's been great having you here. I am banned from the two places that we are trying to go to. (sighs) Magnus. I know, I know. We'll figure it out. Arcos has a lot of sway in one area. The second one, I might just have to sit out. But, um, but hey, uh, there have been bigger challenges that we've overcome. So, uh, it'll be fine. Uh it'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. It'll be our first adventure together. Uh <clears throat> Anyway, uh when you got your things packed, go ahead and meet us in the teleportation room. It's going to be the uh fourth floor, second door to your left and then the third door on your right. Um it'll have two candlesticks that are glowing blue above the door. So you shouldn't get lost.
1: Magnus You you turned me into a frog. I don't have things to pack.
3: i think like magnus's like soul sort of like dies a little bit inside where he's just like yep yep i'm the worst that is true Mm. well as your big brother, then, it is, uh, it would be my pleasure to, before, <laughs> we put our lives in danger again, um, uh, let me, let me take you shopping. Let me, uh, we can just spend some time getting you reequipped. Anything you want, it's on me. Uh, you deserve to have your own
1: things. Alright. Well then, let's head out
3: great uh and then magnus is gonna leave um
1: fuck (laughs) Uh. yeah so you all gather your things those of you who have personal possessions and um Make your way to the teleportation circle. I mean to be fair, Craig is also just like wearing like Julian's clothes. <laughs> yeah, I think Magnus sees Craig show up too and
3: like is now thinking about it. And he's like, Craig, uh, we're also gonna take you shopping as well. I know you weren't there when we decided this, but we're going shopping once we get there.
1: Yeah, okay. Cool.
3: Great. Okay. Um everybody join hands. Try to clear your mind. All right. On the count of three. One, two, (laughs) we teleport.
1: Yeah. Um, as you all are surrounded by a light that quickly shifts to darkness, less like you're seeing black and more like the darkness of the inside of your eyelids where you are just aware that there is not vision. Um, you instinctively, I think every time you teleport, probably close your eyes, uh, as anyone would when going to the unknown spaces in between space. And... All of a sudden, through your closed eyes, you see a bright, shining light. And as you flicker, them open are greeted by a beautiful blue, puffy clouded sky. Lush green grass, the likes of which you haven't seen in maybe over a couple months. Not yet entirely scourged by blight a beautiful forest of incredibly tall trees that only grow in this area of the continent and you're about a couple hours walk from an outpost that you know to be slightly to the north of here where you can get provisions to head further into the forest toward forlorn anything else you guys want to do as you land
0: um, I just want to go over to a tree and like hold it for a second just put my hand
2: on it and just this is my tower Magnus
4: (laughs) you can say that again god I miss this
3: (laughs) it is nice to smell fresh air again uh, and then Magnus is going to, like, step away from the group and pull out um, a pipe <laughs> and start, start, start to smoke. And he's going to throw his hood up um, and sort of, like, cloud his face so he's not quite as recognizable. And then um, could I make a spellcasting check to, like, just, like, sort of change what my outer cloak looks like so I'm not quite as, like, recognizable?
1: I'll just go ahead and give you that. That's okay. pretty
3: easy. Um Yes, yeah, so like Magnus has like a couple different monikers um, that he goes by, and one of them is the Autumn Stranger um, for like from when his ta- like when he wanders as sort of like an older looking man um, with like grays and like fall colors and stuff. So I think he like takes on that visage a little bit. So like his beard grays a little bit, gets a little bit longer. Like his cloak, which is normally like dark and purple and like embroidered, is just becomes like this like flat. Like brown and patched gray cloak um, and he like carries his staff and like uses it a little bit more like a walking stick so he looks like an older just like shabbier man um,
4: um, what I'm guessing I guess this is a wider question do the seasons work the same here in craith that they do like is it summer can we discern that like it's summertime with the green grass and trees yeah. and everything it's like okay. late summer okay great um so I think Winnie most of the time while she was at the tower she had her hair tied up just because she was busy doing stuff but uh when she feels the breeze in uh in the air she lets her hair down and it's like it pretty much always contrasts with what the sky the regular sky is so her hair right now is like a dark purple ivory with ivory that's not the right word indigo uh with stars in it um and it just blows very nicely in the breeze and she takes a deep breath and, and enjoys it.
1: And Winnie, as you inhale and exhale, you, maybe more than anyone else, feel your breathing line up with the cadence of the wind through the leaves of the trees. And you feel in a way, you're closer to home than you've been in a long time.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that
1: savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
4: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. It's currently Wednesday, February 7th. We've just released Season 4, Episode... What episode is this? 31 episode 31 i hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoy whatever episode you're on right now if you're catching up or if you're on a previous season or whatnot um yeah sorry i haven't been updating as much on the mid-roll announcements recently or the post-roll announcements i guess um just busy with um life stuff and other projects and um that sort of thing but uh, yeah, I think I'm just gonna keep them a little more sparse from now on. Don't expect them every episode, but um, most episodes, maybe every other episode, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I just don't have the the time or resources to do it in a timely fashion. Um, but anyway, if I, if I have something really important to update you about, I will do so. Um, and yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for providing our season four theme song. Um, if you want to check out his Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Anthems. You can find us on our socials on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Guildfellows. Amelia still making a little graphic every week to make a little grid thing for everyone to enjoy. Um And yeah, I highly recommend going to do that. We wanna shout out our Red Circle subs. So we wanna say thank you this week to Alice, our Red Circle subscriber. We love you so much and you make our hearts full. If you feel so inclined, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, helps the show grow and be seen by more people like you. We should be having um, a new episode come out next week. Um, We have some life stuff going on right now, which when aren't we having life stuff go on? um but just be aware we might have a, a sparse next few weeks but we're we're gonna finish out the season i promise you we're if it extends for a little longer than we anticipate then that happens but we have a few episodes left of season four um about five or six maybe and um yeah we fully intend on seeing that through and then doing some wrap-ups for the show um i'll keep you updated on those when i need to um, but just know that things might be bumpy for the next few weeks. Um, and I apologize for that, but you know, life, life gets in the way sometimes. If you haven't heard, I have a new podcast out with my friend Mel. Uh, it's a Kingdom Hearts lore podcast. It's called Shedding Starlight. If you're into the Kingdom Hearts series, um, I recommend you go check it out and, uh, it's on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully we'll have, um, an episode out for you guys next week we'll see uh if not don't fret we're not going anywhere we're just kind of stalled we're really invested in ending the story so um it will happen just uh maybe not on on consistent as a schedule as usual um but yeah that's all i got for you guys today we love you all so much keep your heads up stay safe we love you see you next time Bye bye